0: Good morning, and welcome to another Good episode morning. of Content Content. If you haven't noticed already, folks, Shaq Gomez on the road this morning.
1: On the road.
0: Mike, you're in an... You I un- out, and
1: I'm, I'm living in the car. <laughs>
0: you know, sometimes a man finds himself <laughs> living out of his car, and there's nothing wrong <laughs> with that, okay?
1: It happens. <laughs>
0: it happens, you know. My, Mike, Mike, so you guys can relate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who amongst us hasn't spent an evening in a car, or maybe a long afternoon, or something like this? Uh, how how was the open road, Mike? Are you are, are you communing with nature?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been actually on the road a lot. Uh, we've been driving. Like in the last two days I've been on the road probably see, uh, without exaggerating at least 14 hours.
0: That's a lot of hours, man.
1: It is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I've been a lot of driving a lot of driving because like, I, I did it uh, you know to come to up to New Hampshire and and then uh, before that I took a trip to Queens uh, to say goodbye to our friend Caesar. Yes, and um, then I drove up to uh, to the farm seat to see the kids, pick them up, Mm -hmm. and then uh, then we drove to the hotel, which is like another distance because we're like in the middle of um, basically, you know, the the farm is like really in farmland. Like it's its neighbors are farms.
0: (laughs) It's just (laughs) other farms, yeah. (laughs) So
1: other farms, yeah. Like it's really in a farm area. It's Mm -hmm. not like you know. Sometimes you go there's there's like there's kind of a neighborhood and there's like one farm. Yeah, you know, a big farm maybe. Let's say in the middle of like a a bunch of houses or whatever. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not this one. No, this (laughs) one is like farm, 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 farm. Oh, that's the farm.
0: Oh, oh yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Now, are you a guy who gets some? Is cool right do you do you f- find driving to be kind of cathartic and peaceful uh or does it just kind of bother you
1: i I don't mind driving as much as I used to i used to i used to hate kind of driving mm. um like that uh, but now I, I kind of don't mind it. I got used to it when um when when Noel, my oldest when he was away in boarding school, mm. those long like drives back and forth like sometimes back and forth in the same day it kind of got me used to it. And then, um, like anything, you can get used to anything, I believe. And then if you do it enough and, uh, then I made it, you know, fun and it's all, it's all about playlists, you know, listening to music and, um, just trying to enjoy, you know, the, the scenery. I don't like, like one thing, uh, that I'm definitely not liking is that, um, like where we are, it, if you drive at night which we've had to because like we've had long days and then like to head back mm-hmm. um, man that they do not believe at all in in you know in any type of street lights <laughs> none like yeah. none like i i mean zero for like you're driving an hour and you you don't see a street light mm-hmm. and right. and it's crazy because um i guess they're so used to it you know they, they just throw their high beams on and just and then they they blind you.
0: Constantly. That's true. Yeah, coming around that corner,
1: which is not cool. I always thought you're supposed to turn it off, but I'm realizing a lot of people don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always thought like you know you're driving, the courtesy, and then, like, another guy comes,
0: yeah, and you're you supposed to
1: turn it off. So that's what I was doing. Yeah, and I still do it. I don't care, even even though they're not doing it. But I'm like amazed. There's people who just throw them on, and it's like not my fault they didn't put lights in. <laughs> You know, the hell with these guys. I'm gonna see, and it's like I hear you, but, and I I don't particularly like um if if at any rate if I can at all avoid driving in like pitch black, mm-hmm. I I will. I don't mind driving at night, like on a highway. Like if it's at night and it's on the highway and there's cars, and I mean because it, it's 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 pretty visible. You got the the backlights of other cars. You've got. The, the lights on the highway it's usually mm-hmm. a wide highway it's you know it's different right you got rest stops and but when you're like you know because we went across like vermont like to get because yesterday when we, we went to the the rapids we went across we were in new hampshire and then we basically drove across the state of vermont to the adirondacks in new york
0: mm.
1: to the to do the rafting and nice. then and then we drove then we went to Lake George for dinner because, we, like I said, we tried to find places to eat where the rafting was and it was some guy's house. And then he had a he had a sign that said, uh, you know, uh, we're closed. And we're like, OK, so we were like, we're not going to let's try and find something like in a populated area. <laughs> and, and so we went there, which surprisingly was uh, we found a really, really nice place. Like it was, it was really nice
0: you know lake george is is a lovely area too um i've it's funny like having been in the city for myself for the past five six years i used to um i used to think like oh the city life is crazy and that's like wild and it's all loud and everything and that's what's weird but uh now I go when I go out to the country or the the woods kind of the eeriness and the stillness and the quietude makes me feel a little uncomfortable at times <laughs> you know like you said no street lights or anything like that <laughs> um, it, it can be kind of like oh this is like uh, spooky yeah but that being said um, you went what white water rafting mike and yeah and, and you, you you took the bull by the horns
1: yeah i did man i was i was a i was a wild man <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was a. Uh, oh thank you mike uh mike says in the comments that i should call him up that they're, I, they're around yeah i knew you i know you're up like upstate somewhere i don't even know where mike but next time yeah i should uh let you know but uh I, I didn't I didn't want to just pull up on, you know, although the restaurant we, we basically just pulled up on somebody's house. <laughs> but they did have a they did have a big sign that said it was a restaurant, you know, and it was a nice sign, too. OK, like it wasn't some rinky dink. It was like a nice sign. Mm-hmm. And then we, we pulled up. Also, your oh cool. you're in the Lake George area. So like so we pulled up. It was weird, man, like a beautiful sign, like for for a legit restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we pull up and the restaurant is, it's really, and it's on Google. It has reviews. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, and we pull up and it's legit. Like, you know, when you put, you know, you have your whole house and you put like a deck type extension.
0: Yeah. A little, little sunroom. They did to the that. Side. They had their
1: whole house. You know, this is, you could tell this is where they live. And yeah. they put like a nice long extension. <laughs> and that was the restaurant. And, and apparently, you know, this was like a, on a weekend. and they just took the weekend off you know this is like (laughs) smack in the middle of like peak season yeah i mean come on people to travel sure it's the weekend it's a sat it's a saturday Nah, we're not opening today
0: (laughs) all right but presumably (laughs) you could have knocked on the front door and ate in their actual kitchen possibly
1: i have a you know what for some reason i have a feeling if we would have pushed the issue like went out (laughs) there and knocked
0: all right, well, great. They would some have like, looked
1: at us and said, and they would have been like, All right, we'll, you know, we're, I, what you, we're, we're making blah, 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 you know? You know oh, yeah, this that's one's good. He's yeah. <laughs> like, All right.
0: That would have been small funny. Town but, no, but we town. Wanted,
1: we, wanted, <laughs> we were hungry. We wanted a good dinner, so we didn't want to take any chances.
0: Yeah, fair. That, hey, that's fair. <laughs> uh have you had any moments specifically mike with the nature being out on uh on a farm no less um do you get a get a yearning for the simple life out there
1: uh y- yeah i do i mean i i i uh i know that i like um i'm i'm weird because i because i grew up in the city uh i loved to it, i love and hate it
0: mm-hmm
1: I have a love-hate relationship with the city. I I, I love, you, you know, because it had it's so extreme. The city life, you Very have true. this brilliant, uh, creative, powerful energy. At the same time as you have this negative, pessimistic, uh, repetitious, like draining energy. You mm-hmm. know, the city's like uh you know it's it's like max level everything you mm-hmm. know like you can find anything you want you oh, can yeah. do anything you want you're like spoiled in that way and you have all these constant options and things that you know you can basically do whatever you want you don't even have a car you can just get in the train system and if you you're patient enough you can pretty much get anywhere and um and then at the same time you know you have this like draining, uh, there's something about being like too jammed in, you know, and overpopulated. I Hmm. I really don't feel that's the optimal living arrangement for humans. (laughs) I don't think
0: so either. (laughs) I don't
1: think it is. I I mean, I'm no expert. I didn't go to school, but you know, everything we, you know, that I talk about on the show, I'm, I'm novice. (laughs) and i'm being kind to myself by saying novice Indeed. um myself so it's you know so i i don't know what i'm talking about but i can i'm just personally speaking from my point of view um which is which is absolutely limited but i i really don't think it's 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 the best case scenario to be jammed up like that all the time
0: Uh, Yeah, I would agree, man. And really, it is a universal principle. It does stand to reason that when you're in the city, you do get an increase of activity. And there are, like you said, almost anything you can imagine is at your fingertips. And you can be uh, doing all sorts of kind of things, eating all sorts of kinds of foods. And yet, coming with it is a very uh, sort of equal and opposite. The madness, the loudness, the like I said, being cramped in. Now, on the other hand, sometimes when I, uh, when I've been out driving, uh, you know, especially through like upstate New York and stuff like that, you'll be driving along like the highway, or even if you're in a kind of like, say you're driving through the woods and it's just woods, 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 woods. And then you just see that one random house and it's like small and it looks old and it's just like set way back off the road and then, you know, you just kind of drive past it and then you keep driving. There's just nothing, nothing, nothing. And I always think, who lives in that random house? Yes. And I think what, that too, all the
1: is, time. What
0: is their existence like?
1: Yeah, <laughs> because it's cool. Here's the thing. One thing they provide is while you're driving for these long periods of time, they provide what you just said. It's like, wow, look at that one house. Like on the top of the mountain or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, wow, that's cool. You say, wow, that's cool, but yeah. Mike says, I always think if they call nine one one, it'll be ours.
0: Seriously, exactly.
1: So they ha- <laughs> they're in this double bind because they like they have this dream of you know like solitude, right? Mm -hmm. leave this complete leave me alone i'm guessing at this point most of the people have like their own little solar panel farm you know they're like really off grid and you know living very independently probably got you know their own little farm stuff going you know i'm guessing i mean that they're there they must be living in that way and um but i you gotta wonder about like community and you know it's like two. Those are the two the two extremes that I that I witnessed over this weekend would be those houses, which you know they're they're just like you said, Derek. You're like driving and you don't see a damn thing, and then all of a sudden there's this house, <laughs> One house. and sometimes it's even a small house. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a a great big house, you know, no, or yeah. a farm or anything. <laughs> it's this little this little house with with people because there's a car there. That,
0: yeah, there's lights on
1: there's people there <laughs> no gas station for miles no nothing i don't know how they get food amazon is not going to go there you're probably you're <laughs> definitely picking up at a, at a certain place location for, for you sure. gotta drive 20 minutes they probably do their amazon pickup once a week are you who's going this week for the amazon right. pickup everybody <laughs> so it's like it's totally different life versus the the like for example the extreme—it's weird we're talking about this because well, it's not weird because this always happens with us. But the this this is the perfect illustration of the two extremes. The one you just said, and now I'm going to give you the city one. Uh, for anybody who who has ever gotten off of the Deegan in the Fordham Road area in the Bronx, I'm going to describe my feelings of it. And whoever lives there, I'm sorry if it, if it offends you, but uh, <laughs> this is just my point of view. <laughs> We had to drive because we went to Queens first and then we had to drive because there was mad traffic. We went like, you know, smack in the middle of, you know, Ways was like helping us, uh, you know, get out of highways. And we kind of went local, which was kind of cool. It worked. And um, but we get to this like Fordham area by the Deegan. And that is the epitome of the fruits of living cramped up in the city, maybe for your whole life. Because the way those people drive, and the way that they there's this specific intersection, and it's weird. Because before I got there, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking to Erica, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is the worst driving that I that I've ever seen in my life." We're about to get to, and she's like, "Oh come on," and I'm like, "You're gonna see," and I'm okay. like, "You're gonna see, watch it never <laughs> fails." So you have the you have this like energy of you know because they're so cramped up i mean they jump there's no way to go and they're like jumping in front of each other jumping in front of you not letting you in i mean i mean to the hundredth power like as extreme as those people who are by themselves i think it's <laughs> i think oh i got one i think the reason that people live on those mountains by themselves is because they've driven in that intersection when you get off of the Deegan and go to Porta. <laughs> that is the inspiration for people that live on top of mountains by themselves. Yeah, and because I... and you and what there's this just disregard for each other, for anything. I mean, and because it's so extreme, and and we, me and Erica, were kind of like pointing everything out because it's like there's even people who just pull over, pull in the middle of that section. There was a person. This is how. It's so self-centered. They just <laughs> pulled over. Literally, to say what's up to somebody. Like in the middle of that intersection, there's like you can make, a, you know, there's two, there's north and south highway. There's you can go straight and go to, to another one. There's like all this emergence of, of of trucks and and passenger cars and taxis and buses and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this guy. He just pulled to the there's like this little piece of it. He put his car slanted, got out, <laughs> and just started talking to someone. Hey, in the man, middle of <laughs> and they know what's going on, and they do not. And that's what I'm saying that the, the boldness, the self centeredness is just <laughs> it's 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 like something to admire almost because it's not, you know, like me. I'm like, oh god, I hope I don't get this guy mad. That guy's like. I don't care. I'm pulling up right here. These people can beep. Till, you know, I don't care what happens, you know? And it, and it, and that's that kind of, like, that survival of being cramped up in the city and this attitude you build up of like this very, like, you know, I don't give a, you know, you know I'm doing what I got to do. I'm going to pull up right here. I don't yeah. care what they say. And it's kind of like you're fighting if you think about it psychologically, maybe it's like you're fighting to get some type of peace, and the only way you can do that is by being so selfish that you have to grab and steal these moments. You know, like <laughs> ah, screw that! I've been trying to catch up with this guy for 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 a year now, and we're I'm both doing so it. busy. Blah, 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 I'm just pulling over. Yo, maybe that guy owed him, you know, two hundred bucks. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, "I'm getting my two hundred bucks. I'm pulling over." You know, it's probably it probably was something like that, right? That's pretty, you know, I'm getting I my money, man. I, I never bump in. He doesn't pick up his phone, he just <laughs> got right out the car and said, Where's I'm, my $200? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does. It speaks to like when so things I was between
1: are all the extremes,
0: <laughs> when things are like very uh difficult, uh, you don't have a problem being like, I need to do what I need to do right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to do it, you know. But what an extreme, you know, like we're so, you know, if you, gosh, you know, by yourself, no one around, no one you can count on really, except the people there. If something happens, I mean, 911 response time has to be pretty bad.
0: It's got to be pretty bad. Yeah. In those spots. Uh, it, I often do wonder too about those types of people that. Yeah, is it that, I mean, chances are, if I had to put money on it, I guess those people have probably been living there for forever in their whole lives or or what have you. But I would imagine there is a fair cross section of people that were like very intense city dwellers and they did it for 20 years and then they retired and they were like, I want something. That is the exact opposite of what I usually um, deal. Yeah, with.
1: I'm thinking that that's got to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> is, but, and, and I, no, go ahead.
0: Uh, it, it does. Uh, like nobody's coming to to uh, pave your driveway or or, or like snowplow oh, no. your driveway. You know, that's not happening. No,
1: no. And um, if they do, it's one of those things where like the, the contractor will be like. Okay, they're going to take the job, right? But then they keep putting it off. They keep putting it off. Because cause that's the job that if they take, they have to just do that job. Because contractors it, it, love to move around. Like, check on this guy. Work on this. Okay, let me pull you from this project. Put you over here. Right. Those, those houses, it's like, we just got to knock this out, guys. That's and then sp- if we forget something. <laughs> oh my god
0: you just set us back an hour that and a half you lose
1: half a day yeah you lose half a day it's like you know you forget one thing you know there's something for the mix the mix of the whatever the cement or something like oh you forgot that you just set us back a half a day
0: all right fine i'll go get it now do you think mike maybe now or maybe let's say 10 15 20 years from now you could live a life like that out in nature constantly
1: uh i couldn't live like isolated i know that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not 100 percent isolated like that i i wouldn't like it um i mean i would like it for a week i might even like it for a month um but like as a lifestyle i know that i wouldn't want that i i do like uh, I prefer, um, nature and o- openness and outdoor, uh, to, uh, you know, being cramped up in the city a hundred percent, you know, that I know I prefer, I prefer that, um, but there are, there, there are benefits. I mean, you know, when, when you live in the city, um, there's like, pr- there's more programs, like for kids, there's tons of opportunities. Like if I didn't live in the city, uh, a lot of this, I mean, a lot or all, I could say, of the opportunities that I was able to find for my kids, um, there's no way I would have found that, like, in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the the advantages that they had by being in the city and being near enough to, like, get into certain programs and stuff um, that that are great for their development and you know growing up and um you're not gonna have those but then you're gonna have <clears throat> but then you do have like this simplicity so you can't have everything you have the simplicity this like down to earth you know you know you're, you're you're here you're alive you know the, the 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 being present that we struggle with in city life i think mm-hmm. being here i mean they're always there you know they're probably laughing at us, like you know they're sitting on their porch. Like I'm these always people. here, you know. Like what is wrong with these folks? I'm here. I'm here. Where are you? I'm here. I'm here. You have be trouble here. being here, Joe? No, I'm always here. I'm yeah, here. why are these people sit there trying to be here? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and they don't, and and it's probably, and I think I think they would, they they would go in. To like shock, like some of those people that have lived like that their whole life. If you plop them into that intersection, yeah, they might they might end up calling nine one one because they're so. I could see that because that would blow their mind. Like what the, like why do these people do that? This is like craziness. Like why would you do this to yourself? You know, I don't <laughs> think they could even understand it. They would probably be like, why do you? you know do this like why do you sub, you know subject yourself to this like what what why
0: yeah you know? right and let's be it's honest i've asked, i've asked, i've asked myself those same questions you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's it is more expensive it's funny too oh, yeah. because we pay more like to be near the city yes we we have everything's more expensive we have less base. like we pay a gigantic price to be crowded <laughs> and and be on top of each other, yeah. It, we pay for that, and then they go and it isn't that ironic. I never thought of that, and then they go leave, disappear, and they pay less. <laughs> and they, That's right. And they have like this lighter load to carry, in a sense, you know. Yes, it's it's pretty weird what we do, you know, but it's <laughs> mostly for community. But you know what's even ironic? Is, we do it for community, but then we're like, let's say us New Yorkers, right? We we do it for community, but we're known to be like the biggest pricks <laughs> there are. <laughs> you know, like we'll just ignore you. We won't say nothing. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't even look at each other. We're just like, right? We're just in our own zone, you know. And there's plenty of like apologetics about that, about how great we are. And, and we do come together when someone's in trouble. I've seen it. You know, I've seen, I've seen more, more than once, you know, I've been in, on a train and something happens and everyone jumps into action to help the person. Like I've seen that multiple times. As have I. But that's, yeah. the, we that's not like the the feeling you get. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no. Like when you're with these people <laughs> and something bad doesn't happen, you don't... you don't feel like they would jump to your aid, but somehow <laughs> they do.
0: They generally do Which is
1: quite miraculous. Yeah. yeah, they do. I mean, my gosh, I've, I've been in situations, you know, where like, and, and, and I'm, you know, and then one does this, one does that one, all of a sudden I'm a doctor, you know, it's like, Holy shit, you know, like all this just converges because you, you're so populated that within, within 50 to a hundred people, it's very likely someone's a nurse, an EMS person, a doctor, a surgeon, mm-hmm. somewhat something in that, in that field.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: does happen a lot. You know, someone's, you know, whatever, having some, some episode and like New Yorkers do come together and then they'll, they'll help that person. and Or if there's a tragedy or something we we've seen it time and time again, but just to, to sustain the life that we, that we, that we live, it, you have to sort of become a little bit tougher uh, in quotes, right? Because you know we say it's tough, but really is it? You know, we become tougher, uh, but just to, just to get by. I don't think it means that we're like bad people or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that, and I have seen multiple occasions myself of like people really coming together um, who didn't don't know one another. I could say too a couple things like. Then when you it's almost like when the extremes meet one another where you have super isolated outdoors life and then very densely populated city life where you can kind of be in the city but also be very singular and lonely um almost because you're like there's so much chaos that you can just kind of blend into it so there's and those two extremes there might be a thread of similar like, you can, no one's looking at you, and you can just uh, be completely alone somehow, which is almost counterintuitive about the city. You know, it, it makes me think of right. uh, uh, yeah, like point. older folks too. Man, when I, I, I do feel like New York City is kind of a young person's game. And, when I see like an 80 year old dude walking down the street in like midtown Manhattan, I mean, it's one thing if you're on the Upper East Side and you're like incredibly wealthy and you've lived there your whole life. I mean, that's that's it's not too bad, but you ever just see like a 80 year old guy walking through Penn Station? You're like, oh my god, man, uh, god bless those folks, yeah, you know, you're right. But I will I, say, I, I, I couldn't
1: agree more that it's I, a young, it's I'm gonna say, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's older people who might completely disagree with what I'm saying. Um, Very true. There yeah. are ones who love the city, yes. but I will say, along with you, it's a young people's game. And actually, Eric and I had this conversation, and we were like, because, um, like, for example, my oldest, Noel, he loves the city. Like, he he would probably like to have an apartment there, you know, and live right in the thick of it. Like, he loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, he's in, he's at Columbia now. So he's already like getting a taste of what that feels like. And, um, at that age, I felt the same way. But I, but I do feel like as you get older, it wears on you. And that's the kind of like shine of that energy of opportunity. And, and once you settle into kind of your groove in life, you know, and and you're, you're getting a little older, I think um, it's a natural kind of progression, I guess, to just feel more comfortable outside of, like, the city life Mm -hmm. um, and feel more at peace. Because you're not looking for the same stuff. Like, I'm not looking for the stuff my son is looking for.
0: I don't think so, all. Like,
1: (laughs) I'm 100% sure of that. And um, what's exciting to him is, like, a memory to me it's like oh i remember x uh-huh. y and z you know like oh i remember yeah yeah. so i can relate but um you know we we we're definitely in different spaces you know depending on our age and and, and what what part of life we're kind of like in you know mm-hmm. so that's another reason i guess for city living versus you know i guess country living or or you know there's a lot of in-betweens you know i get it's hard to it's hard to like uh i think it's very hard to pick one over the other for me yeah
0: that's the thing is ultimately as with so many things it's about the balance so almost no matter where you are you want to have times where you speed up and times when you slow down um one of the things i wanted to say about the driving and like being in that intersection it it really does illustrate a principle of being a part of a community or being a part of an environment really impacting you because one of the first times that i came down to the city i think maybe even i had like a job interview but i didn't live here yet or something i think i was in like Queens somewhere and i was driving and you know i'm like mr suburban highway driver guy uh not really familiar with city driving so i'm like all right i get that oh boy I get that everybody drives crazy down here, but I'm just gonna do me. I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna be cautious. <laughs> and there were multiple times when like people are honking at me. Like, you know, I, I didn't take a left yeah. in the middle of the intersection while the light was yellow. I didn't immediately follow, you know. Yeah. And it, it made me realize, wait, I need to drive like a maniac also just to keep up with all the other people who are like Mm -hmm. your your environment demands it of you um which does happen like on the subway and stuff like that on like a morning commute where you know you have like people if you're in a big throng of people and everybody's feet are shuffling and moving quickly if you're moving very slowly people will brush past you they will uh they might give you a little, a little yeah. nudge.
1: You know? You'll be getting that next train. <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. be on the next train, and if you keep doing that, you'll be waiting for the next train all day.
0: All literally all day. It'll take you six hours <laughs> to get to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like I, I just can't get on the train.
0: I, I, I keep trying, but I if you're not, if you're not, don't take the initiative. Really, <laughs> kind of <laughs> throw somebody out of the way you might you might never make it um but to your point mike about uh, like yeah. balance and stuff like that i am reminded of uh you know what ramdas said about some of the hippies of the 60s and 70s was that they dropped out of school and they went to india to find themselves and what they found yeah. in india was they were just as miserable there as they were mm-hmm. when they were in san francisco And a a quote that I am often reminded of that I very much like, and it kind of makes me proud to live in New York City. Um, I forget who it was. Some like a yogi that was living in New York in the the 1970s might have been Ramakrishna. I'm not totally sure. Um, But somebody asked him like, you're a yogi and you live in New York City. That's like the least peaceful place on earth. Why? How could you possibly live there? And he said, uh, "New York City's the, it's a great place to to be a yogi, because it's like being the tongue between the teeth." Um, it's something I might have mentioned before, but the tongue and the teeth very different. Teeth very solid, very hard, very sharp. They move very exacting. They move up and down one quick over and over repetitiously. Amongst the teeth rests the tongue, which is almost completely different. It's very moist and moving whichever way it wants to all the time. And it's big and, and it's apparently the strongest muscle in the body. And yet it lives amongst things that are very much unlike it. And for the most part, unless you you know bite your tongue every once in a while, they live rather harmoniously. Um, so there is something to be said for specifically diving into a chaotic environment to almost test yourself to see Can I continue to be still amongst all this chaos? Which uh, is not always easy. Um, And you know what? I mean, with with the example of having the kind of extremes, it's also commonly held that, and one of the reasons why I would be afraid to live, and I think you had mentioned too, like, I don't know if I could do the fully out in the wilderness kind of existence because it might be too much, <laughs> it might be too lonely, oh, yeah. too uh, too quiet. Maybe. Um, yeah,
1: I do wonder. I, I mean, for about, a time, I'd love to do that, but not not a long time.
0: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you kind of go crazy at some point? You
1: know. <laughs> I know I would. I would, I know, I, I, I know for sure I can already tell you what would happen. I'd be loving it for a while. Yes. I just don't know how long that'll last. Yeah. And then there'll be, there'll come a time. It's just, it, it would go, it would be like I would go from having this like peace and like this contentment to all of a sudden, I would, it's almost like I would create the noise within myself that the city was creating for me
0: yeah i would do that for sure and
1: um (laughs) oh yeah it's like it's quiet here well my my brain would make that noise for me you know that intersection Mm -hmm. right here i wouldn't have to go drive anywhere for it and um (laughs) you know i that that's uh you know that's that's too scary for me to think about you know um at least at this point in my life. And that's why, you know, there was a time when I was watching uh like there there's some doc, document like there was like a series basically about people who lived in Alaska, like, you know, basically by themselves for they're alone. Like you're saying, like there's no one even near them in this ice cold frigidness to for maybe 35 40 sometimes up to 100 miles wow. and uh they basically it was either there was there was one guy who lived by himself um another guy with his wife another guy with his wife and he had a child um and they would kind of go between them and they all lived like very far from each other and um i watched it because it was fascinating to me just to live like that you know I mean it's not even like you lived that fascinated the the heck out of me because all right it's not like you went to live in this like paradise (laughs) and like I don't care this is so wonderful right don't get me wrong when they get a small gap of time when when there's no snow it's Oh my God. Beautiful. I'm sure. Go it's hunt, but then at that time they've got to go bananas because it's like a <laughs> short period of time. Yeah. And then they have to hunt and grow and collect food so they can go hide until, until next time,
0: That's right. which is
1: like another eight, eight, nine, ten 10 months. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's really amazing. That's why I watched it because I mean there there was and they uh, they seem to love it you know they did love it i mean you wouldn't do it you know and, and yeah and they have no communication uh they they, they go on the radio actually the only way that their family communicates with them that that don't live there uh there's a radio station that and it's the only thing that they can catch up there and it at like eight o'clock every night it does any messages that need to get to those people. <laughs> so it's like a radio station, they, they, they play music and then they stop at eight o'clock every night. And as long as it takes, you know, you know, uh, and you know, so-and-so, uh, your wife says da da or, or your, you know, whatever your family says, or if someone passed away, they'll actually say it, you know, so-and-so passed away, they're gonna have the services, da-da-da, if they want to, they have to get a plane actually to go. To, to see the person if there's something like that so I mean people do it and, and I mean it's rare it's not common um, but it's I mean it, it takes a special it just shows how unique and different we all are you know because uh, while that fascinates me and I'm like I, I don't know how you could do that and and for another person they're like I don't know how uh, you could not do it you know
0: like mm-hmm. This is the
1: greatest thing in the world,
0: right? <laughs> it does. Uh, I love. Of course, this is not uh, out of the question for much of the world. But I love the idea of eight o'clock reading the entire town's text messages <laughs> one by one. <laughs> <Out. Yeah. laughs> okay, yeah, so that's all you got, uh, Kevin? You have to call your mom. She's very upset. <laughs>
1: Um, You know, your niece just gave birth to a baby boy. (laughs) Listening to Everything you're getting at it. Oh, my God.
0: The The entire town knows about it. Um, It does, like I said, though, Mike, it does speak to the adaptability of our species, though. And the fact of the matter is there are 7 billion humans, and we live all over this place, all over various climates, and have adapted to whatever we possibly needed to do. In order to, and a lot of those folks who, uh, I mean, all sorts of people who live, most people, I guess, live where they were born for most of their life or kind of in that area. Yeah. So you don't really know anything else, or at least not intimately. And so you're kind of not even bothered by what someone else from a completely different environment might look at as like very difficult. Those people who live in remote parts of Alaska. Um would look at New York City, presumably with a similar uh, sense of wonder and or disdain yeah. of being like, uh, "Yeah, that's insane point. that people do that." You know, you have your phone with you constantly, and people just bothering you all day. Um, and sometimes I do feel that. Way. <laughs> but I will say, Mike, in in my in the back of my head, I do not infrequently uh, entertain the notion that, man, wouldn't it be kind of cool to just be like, say, 60, 65, around that retirement age, you move up to a place like the Adirondacks or something like that, and you just try and live like it's the 1700s or something, where you you pare down your life to being you know you're growing a, a big garden and you're chopping firewood and like that's it <laughs> you know it uh, doesn't that... yeah i i
1: i think that sometimes too and and it, you know what's it's it's weird it's like these these constant like ironies and, or, or paradoxes or whatever you know things that we look at that that just And how we see things and like, even what you just said, you know, like it's weird because a lot of those things you technically could do right now, we could, I mean, I'm not saying it would be easy. Right. We'd have to, you know, you'd have to figure it out. I have to figure it out and anybody who wants to do it, but it is not undoable. We have to be honest here. Right. And. And the sad part is that a lot, a lot of people put those type of things off. And when you get that age, you, you might, you, you have ailments. Just being realistic, you know, you may not make it to that age. Um, you know, right? The, I have two, two friends who recently passed away. Didn't, didn't even, one didn't even make it close. Uh, mm. one just made it and, and then that happened, you know, passed away. And so it's kind of like, um, where i guess at the end of the day uh and we usually end up here uh when we talk wherever you are there you are you know and you really gotta make it work wherever you are like if you're in the city you gotta make it work and it's it's within you you know and then if you're isolated you know i'm sure there are people who are isolated who are going bananas And it's people who are isolated, who are thriving, because even in that show, man, there was this one, there was two, there was two guys that I really admired, because like, they were happy, man. They loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I admired so much about it, because it was so foreign to me. And these two, there was two in particular. One of them was like a legend that people have written books on. I can't remember his name, of course, but uh, you know, like because he's been there like forever, and he's expert at trapping and like you name it. This is the guy, and um, and then there was another guy who's been there forever. And when you watch them and you know talk about in their little cabins and they're talking, it's you know it's not BS, man. They really we're passionate about it. And I bet you there's people, you know, on on the other side, I know that for a fact, you know, on the other side of the spectrum that are in circumstances that a lot of people would look at, like, like me in that intersection, I'm like, damn, this is crazy. But maybe that guy, you know, (laughs) will write a movie one day that pulled over about how great, and maybe that was the greatest moment of his life when he pulled over. And that was like the, the closure of, something that had been going on forever and 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 only that and that could only happen in the bronx at in that you know craziness you know and (laughs) and and his story tells it and he's super happy he loves the bronx he does he loves especially that area right there where and he sees beauty in it you know and he's like when all the trucks come and everybody's stuck and And, you know, I I remember a woman gave birth right there once and, you know, like, who knows, you know, it's just, you know, this whole thing of, of, and he loves it, you know, he loves it, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing like it. And, and I'm sure there's a couple of people that feel that way. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it really, it always comes down to us individually, you know, and how we recover from, from hurts and, and recover from difficulties and reframe things and see them in a different way. You know, we change the narrative for ourselves where, I, where, you know, I see that crazy intersection one way. And if I was stuck in there, I would have to, to survive and be happy and content. I have to reframe that whole narrative and see the beauty in it. And if I was stuck somewhere, um, I would have to do the same like if I was isolated. It reminds me of one of my Viktor Frankl quotes, which is like, um, I think he says, the last human freedom is the ability to like change one's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to see things how you want it. He, he says it a different way, but that's basically the gist of the quote, is like, that's the last of the human freedoms, you know? Because you can mm-hmm. argue, are we really free? I mean, we, we're forced to pay taxes. Blah, 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 blah. Some people are in prison. So, you know, he wrote inspired from being in the prison camps during the Holocaust. So it's like, that's what inspired his logotherapy therapy and everything. And it's like, we, and it's true, you know, the the maybe the only true, you know, and this goes back to the control, the controllable, which we always bring up. The only real choice we have in this world like solid solid choice is to like decide how we're going to view our current situation you know and a That's lot of correct. people leave and you know a lot of people do this it's, it's uh and i've seen a lot of people they go they move somewhere else they do different things you know they just like kind of leave things behind let's say move into a different situation but they they carry the same thing with them mm-hmm. so they go they they do something different but they're dealing with all the same stuff just in a new context
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so so you know nicer weather <laughs> but the same internal conflict or whatever you know and on and a better job this and that new family same problem um but because we will go in those circles we've talked about this a lot you know you'll go in those circles and you'll repeat the same problem, you'll be the same person in that group. You know, I think I was talking about this once on the show where like throughout my life, uh, you know, through therapy and everything, and I realized that I, I would go, for, you know, I have this group of friends when I was growing up, then I had like my music group of friends, then I had another music group of friends and then another one, and then I had this job and then another job, and I always end up being the same guy within the group (laughs) you know what i mean i'm the same guy i'm like that that's him and it always Mm -hmm. ends the same way and it always and it's like pretty fascinating because um and that's what what's helped me to change as i got older is 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 um to realize that uh it doesn't matter what group of people you're in where you live country city doesn't really matter that you've got to change the weather inside you know and, and you're in control of the weather inside and that is that is the most powerful thing and that's the most powerful thing we have we can program ourselves we can think what we want to think we can believe what we want to believe we can apply ourselves to whatever we want in our current situation you know you know then that's like a, people uh what is they, they they say they uh, destination addiction you know
0: that's like correct
1: addicted to when i get here when I get here, everything's gonna be fine.
0: Just just next week.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I hate Spoiler to say. It. Alert, it's I wish not. it wasn't this way, but it is. It's this not, way and, sure. and 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 the music, uh, you know, business is a great place to look at that because you have many people, artists who dreamed of being successful, famous, are some of the most talented people the world has ever seen. And they end up committing suicide, you know, and that is that is the perfect extreme example of true destination addiction. They, they thought that when they got there. They'd finally feel loved. They'd find, you, you know, imagine how depressing that is to go out and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people screaming they love you any any. Any, you know, if you're you're a woman, you know, or whatever, you know, like anyone wants, you can have your pick of anybody, you know, for a partner, let's just say, or for the night, whatever you want. You can eat anything you want. You can go anywhere you want. Everyone loves you and you still feel unloved. Yeah. I mean, that is a doozy. (laughs) And that's because of what I'm, and and I always, you know, a lot of people say, why did that guy commit suicide? Why? And, and I never understand that question. you know? I really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- once I empathize with, with that situation enough and think of in the context of their perspective, it's not really a mystery to me. Like I mean, that must really put you in a bad place. Like to so imagine going on stage doing great, being knowing you're, you're probably one of the best in the world at what you do. And they're all spending money yelling, you, you've got all the money you need. You can do anything you want. And you still feel terrible inside. Mm-hmm. That's, that's got to be terrible, like upon terrible. Because at, at least if your world is messy and nothing's working out, you you know just lost your job or whatever, and you feel terrible, you've got great reason to. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you, know, you should feel terrible. <laughs> so that kind of levels it out. But if you have everything and and you still feel terrible, like that there's that rich guy, um the airline guy, there's a movie about it. Uh Oh, ha-
0: Howard Hughes.
1: Howard Hughes, he ended up in the hotel room, you know, depressed and, you know,
0: losing his mind. You
1: know, that's that's the weather. That's the weather inside, man. It's mm-hmm. all you sometimes you got to bring your own sunshine, you know, and you and sometimes I'm learning is Almost all the time. You got to bring your own sunshine.
0: He kind of is pretty consistent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, Mike, this dovetails perfectly with something I wanted to mention today here uh, before we get out of here, which is another quote from our friend Marcus Aurelius, uh, which is um, really what you are mentioning here. This is a quote I wanted to bring in. It works out and again, very illustrates the control, the controllables kind of thing. This is from his meditations. Start praying like this, and you'll see not some way to sleep with her, but a way to stop wanting to. Not some way to get rid of him, but a way to stop trying. Not some way to save my child, but a way to lose your fear. Redirect your prayers like that and watch what happens. Um, wow, that's Susie. Is uh, an illustration it. of what you just said, an illustration of Dr. Ivan's adage of control the controllables. Yes. Not somewhat, I just want to get it. rid of this person. You, know, you have like a whatever, a, a friend or, or a, a co worker or something that just bothers you. But there's not really much you can do about that. Uh, but what you can control yeah. is a way for you to personally stop being so bothered by that. And I'm often reminded of um, something a really like a universal cheat code um or or really just like a, a kind of superpower that Marianne Williamson discussed, and you know her definition of what a miracle is is just seeing something in a different way. And she prescribes, and I uh, do often, think of when I'm bothered by something, be it large or small, to think to yourself, how can I see this in a different way? And at the very least, it's a a mental exercise to take you out of the uh, deeply seated moment that you find yourself in. And to just maybe look at it, well, consider the cause, some different causes of things that may have led to this over here that well actually in tomorrow I'll be doing a different thing. So how can I see this thing that is currently presenting me with some sort of difficulty? How can I see it in a different way? And a lot of times I find that just doing that mental exercise will at the very least shake me out of this like discontented moment that I find myself in. And it doesn't always solve it instantly. But just the mere mental exercise of thinking, well, how did how could how could I right now see this in a different way? And that the ability to do that is speaking to being able to control the controllables, which are your own personal experience, your own personal mental perception of whatever it may be, whether you are in a densely (laughs) populated intersection in a very densely populated city, or you are in a tiny cabin along a highway where the nearest general store isn't uh, but 40 minutes away. Um, That is consistent no matter where your environs may be. Um, which is uh, maddening in some ways, because it, it feels like oh, well the suffering of life is inescapable then, that I can't I there's no place I could live where all this stuff would go away. Um, however, in the yin yang of the world, it's also quite comforting to think that no matter where you are, you are ultimately in control, largely, of your own perception, of the experience of the happenings of your own life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, it's at least something to work toward or something to work on, or even just a little thin ray of light at the end of, uh, you know, what can be a a dark and difficult tunnel of life uh, at times.
1: Absolutely. But it is funny that you
0: mentioned that, uh, Mike, because it dovetailed perfectly. Um, you know that Stoic philosophy. Uh, we always
1: like... do that, man. We always do that. We always do it. It's uh, that's revelation through conversation, man. That it, it
0: there it is illustrated perfectly. Let me throw this oh, up. I like that,
1: man. That, that was great quote. Great quote um, to end it.
0: Well, and it was uh, yeah. a you you brought it up perfectly, man. Credit to you. So listen, Mike. You're out on the farm. You're out in nature. You're taking care of all the world's problems out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am excited for you. I'm happy for you. Um, you got any more? Are you Are you making your way back to the city later today? Are you Are you staying longer?
1: Yeah, I'm going right back uh, tomorrow. Heading back. Okay. Yeah, right. and I'm. I'm not going to drive at night today. That's my goal. Like yeah, good for pitch you. black through, through all that stuff. I did yeah, it for you... two nights already. It's it's really it's it's not fun. I mean, I can do it if I have to, but it's not recommended for me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, without the street lights, you come around those hairpin turns in the middle of nowhere. You don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and most of these areas, like you know, when you're when you're through, like vermont new hampshire and like it's very mountainous and curvy indeed so it's it's not the greatest uh nighttime driving
0: (laughs) certainly not you gotta be careful out there (laughs) all right well hey mike will be back in studio next week thank you for tuning in this week hope everyone has a nice week um you can of course find us at link tree backslash content content listen to the podcast watch the videos on youtube uh check us out on twitch spotify we're out there you can find us uh like I said hope everybody has a good week and we will talk to you soon
1: take care